Seven days, six nights. There's a labor shortage hitting pharmacies across the country. Pharmacists and technicians are calling out sick, forcing places like CVS and Walgreens to close some of their in-house pharmacies on the weekend. Both companies say that it's a tiny percentage of locations. Rite Aid is also experiencing labor shortages, causing them to reduce pharmacy hours and curtail walk-in vaccines to one hour a day. Russia has been building up troops on the Ukrainian border. So far, more than 100,000 troops are hanging out on the Russian side, practicing live-firing measures. The show of aggression is escalating international tensions. Michael Carpenter, the U.S. ambassador to the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe, issued a disturbing warning this week, saying, quote, We're facing a crisis in European security. The drumbeat of war is sounding loud, and the rhetoric has gotten rather shrill. Carpenter contends that the outcome of this crisis is out of the United States' hands, saying, quote, we're going to have to see if the Russians are prepared to engage. And take a look at the concrete wall being built around the White House that is freaking a lot of people out online. Mainstream media is quick to point out that in 2019, construction was planned for wider and taller pickets to block intruders. But a concrete wall doesn't have pickets. Who knows these days what's going on? Reading the mainstream media reporting of it, nothing seems awry, just a fence. But put your tinfoil hat on and it looks extra scary. Decide for yourself. From Hill to House. NBC reporter Craig Melvin questioned Vice President Kamala Harris about whether she'd be running with Biden in 2024. She dodged the question several times before Melvin asked her about being replaced, saying, quote, There's been some talk about a Biden-Cheney ticket, perhaps, in 2024. Did you read that article? To which Harris responded, I did not. No, I did not. And I really could care less about the high-class gossip on these issues. I will tell you this without any ambiguity. We do not talk about, nor have we talked about, re-election because we haven't completed our first year and we're in the middle of a pandemic. Melvin pried further, to which Harris responded, I'll be very honest, I don't think about it, nor have we talked about it. Questioning her on her future plans wasn't totally off base. Harris told the Wall Street Journal last month she hadn't discussed 2024 with Biden and she didn't know if he was going to run. Even Biden doesn't know what he's doing, saying last month, quote, If I'm in the health I'm in now, I'm in good health, then in fact I would run again. If he ran and won, Biden would be 86 years old at the end of his second term. It's possible they could both get replaced if their approval ratings continue to sink. Currently, they both have an approval rating below 42%. It's likely going to be well over a year before any decision is made or before challengers pop up. That leaves a lot of time for more questions. Unfortunately for the rest of us, that means we're going to have to listen to a nervous Kamala Harris that much longer. <laughs> <laughs> This week, there were a couple of bombshell hearings regarding the January 6th protests at the Capitol. First, we had Senator Ted Cruz grilling the assistant FBI director about whether federal agents were involved. Of course, she said she couldn't answer. The next day, Representative Thomas Massey took to Twitter, reminding both the FBI and Department of Justice that Congress could get rid of them in an instant, since both agencies were congressional creations to begin with. Then, during a House Judiciary Committee hearing, Thomas Massey questioned Attorney General Merrick Garland about January 6th. He, too, said he couldn't comment. You have to ask yourself, what's really going on here? If the FBI or the DOJ wasn't involved with January 6th, wouldn't it just be way easier to say so? 
They said what? Think politics can't get any more ridiculous? Think again. Dr. Fauci was testifying in a Senate hearing on the Omicron variant when he was caught on a hot mic insulting Kansas Senator Roger Marshall. What a moron. Jesus Christ. What a moron. Jesus Christ. This moment came after a rather intense exchange. Senator Marshall was questioning Fauci on his salary, specifically why it wasn't public record. Financial disclosures are public for congressmen and certain government officials, including Fauci's colleague, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, who is testifying in the same hearing. But like usual, when questioned, Fauci quickly became agitated. I don't understand why you're asking me that question. My financial disclosure is public knowledge and has been so for the last 37 years or so, 35 years. That doing All you have to do is ask for it. <laughs> I, I, you're so misinformed, it's extraordinary. Well, why not the case? What I are you talking it's not about? The case. My, my financial disclosures are public knowledge and have been so. You are getting amazingly wrong information. So uh, uh, I, I cannot find them. Our office cannot it find them. It is totally accessible to you if you want it. For the public. Is it accessible to the, to the public? public? Okay. To the public. Great. We look Senator, forward to you are totally incorrect. Well, we what Fauci is saying is incorrect. As Forbes quickly pointed out, while the NIH has the information, it is not publicly available. In fact, the last published salary we have on Fauci is from fiscal year 2020, also unknown as what stocks and bonds he bought and sold in the last two years. We also don't know if he received royalties. In fact, the organization Open the Books is suing for those records. The NIH admits it has around 1,200 pages pertaining to Fauci's financial information and conflict of interest disclosures. A Freedom of Information request was filed in January of last year, but not much progress has been made. The nonprofit Judicial Watch has even jumped on board. We're going to have to wait for the lawsuit to sort things out, and production of documents won't even start until February 1st. The big question is this. Did Fauci either directly or indirectly turn a blind eye to the research in Wuhan because he was somehow profiting from it financially? Furthermore, once the COVID crisis happened, was it more financially lucrative for him to manage an ongoing crisis than come up with a solution? We already know that he is the highest paid government official, making over $425,000 a year. And let's not forget about his wife, who is the chief bioethicist at the NIH and makes $176,000 a year. Is there something fishy with Fauci, or is this fiscal fight all about nothing? Perhaps it will be the bombshell news item we need to kick off 2022. Till then, we'll just have to wait. Pussies and Patriots. Who would have thought that Republicans' greatest friend in saving the filibuster would come from the first openly bisexual senator, Kristen Sinema? As Biden tries to push through voting rights legislation and axe the filibuster, Senator Sinema took to the Senate floor to say no. She didn't just have the courage to defy the president of her own party. She had the audacity to defend democracy regardless of the consequences. Utah's largest newspaper, the Salt Lake Tribune, published a jarring piece by its editorial board. They said, and I quote, Were Utah a truly civilized place, the governor's next move would be to find a way to mandate the kind of mass vaccination campaign we should have launched a year ago. Going as far as to deploy the National Guard to ensure that people without proof of vaccination would not be allowed, well, anywhere. 
This editorial board wants to turn Utah into Germany circa the 1940s. But what's its concern? Shouldn't their mask and vaccines protect them? This isn't about safety. These clowns don't care about safety at all. They're just insecure little children who think invoking martial law will distract everyone in the state from noticing they are a bunch of massive pussies. Even scarier is this paper is owned and operated by John Huntsman. He's the former U.S. ambassador to China and former Republican presidential candidate. It's not a shock that the editorial board is off its rocker, but Huntsman should know better.